problem with education is bureaucracy. It's that it's run like this. Why is education run like the DMV? Um, here I am. Pretty much hasn't changed since the Industrial Revolution. The old bag? It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. You know? <laughs> There's so many ways it could go. This is going to have to be a very brief one. Uh, I got to head in to get this iron infusion. Uh, I have to be there in half an hour. How's that for rushedness? Um, but uh, I did just get home a couple nights ago from Texas. I had a good time. Thank you for those of you that came out to the Denton and Austin shows. Uh, I think they were good. I think they were good shows. The Denton one, I sort of fell into something new with myself and solo performing. I started to feel... Um, and it's not that I, I was performing different for the songs or anything, but there was a, 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 a higher level of comfort on stage uh, where I felt like uh, I could be funny. I was relaxed. Uh, almost I could be how I feel on these podcasts sometimes when I'm on. You guys know when I'm on and when I'm not on, right? Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm, very, I, I'm dry. I'm a dry guy. But, uh, you know, sometimes I'm funny, I, if I do say so myself, in a very dry way. Uh, would never let on to the wit. Uh, anyway, so Texas was good. Uh, we surprised uh, my good friend Anna uh, with my good friend Amy coming down and visiting. So now it was the night of the Austin show where Anna was to come and be surprised with Amy. Uh, Amy was there and there were like torrential rains. It was like a tornado warning, uh, which I don't think is normal for Austin, Texas. So Anna called me and she's like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you got to come. There's a surprise. So she finally came and she was very excited about that and then got wasted. Um, yeah, and it was good times. It was good times. I saw a movie called Chef uh, with uh, John Favreau, who he wrote it and directed it. It re- really made me want to have a kid. I need a son. Teach maybe some music stuff. Uh, you know, sit, draw with him. Also other things. Teach him how to balance a checkbook. Teach him how to uh, fix a car. First, I'm going to have to learn that myself. How to put a nail and like a screw into drywall with a with an anchor, you know these are things that I never knew when I was a kid. Is like I, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, it did. It did make me long for that that relationship, that next level of life. I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm just. I'm in a Zen zone right now where I'm just kind of going with the flow. All this medical stuff I'm doing. It's like whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm. I'm just allowing myself to be afloat in the river of life and let it flow where it flows, right? 
Does that sound cheesy? I don't care. I don't care. So on Thursday, I have this, uh, what's called a colonoscopy, where they stick things up your, and they uh, have a camera in there that looks at your whole, uh, so they're going to do that on Thursday, and then we're going to know what's going on, and I'll do what I got to do, you know, in life, do the surgery if I got to do it, if they say I don't, move on forward, just keep it rolling, keep it rolling, I got these trips planned coming up, if I got to cancel something, I got to cancel something, unfortunately, whatever, anyway, I got, I got my sister, Becky, on the podcast today. If you haven't heard the first episode with her, you should listen to that. You don't have to listen to that first. We we talk about different subjects. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I there's n- I feel like I could have her on like once a month, and it would stay interesting because uh, Becky can talk, and we have a good rapport and and uh yeah she's just i I would like to have her as a co-host or something. There's several people I could co-host with sometimes I have my brother with me, as you know, uh but yeah, she could definitely do that as well uh so yeah, let's get into this conversation with my sister, teacher extraordinaire, now administrative credential owner Becky Wolf. I'm here with Miss Rebecca Naomi Wolf. Hello, hello. Uh, she returns to the Wandering Wolf. Same, same place as last time. Although last time we still had the little table. You didn't have the leaves folded out. Oh, it was a different table. It's different, it was that table. Oh, gotcha. Uh-huh. Um, this is our dining room table. Now, I'm, I apologize to our listeners. Uh, I'm going to be eating a little bit while we have this conversation. Yoni is eating cold chicken. With cold, extremely cooked vegetables. No, no, they're not that cooked. They're 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 somewhat al dente. I don't think that's. I heard that carrot. That's a mushy old people carrot. I was hoping for a crunch. Yeah, no. Um, you kind of have the diet of Oliver Twist. No, you don't. They just ate porridge. Gruel. They had gruel. Yeah, but gruel is just grain. It's the cheapest thing. Right. So look, yes. I just thought I just thought we'd take this advantage of this time and get, mm-hmm. you know I don't know exactly what to talk about, but maybe just check in. Last time we talked, you were extremely depressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was August. You were having a real hard time. Mm-hmm. You had gone off your meds. I was yes, correct. I Selexa. believe I was no no. Um, I had gone off of the generic Effexor. Effexor. Um, I think when we met, I was already back on them, maybe. Or no, I was talking about going back You're on them. You're talking about it. So now I am full of Zoloft. No, so you switched. I switched. Partially. Because the other one was bad for... I heard about the other one on this commercial about case action lawsuits about uh, pregnancy. Late night. Late night, you know, mesothelioma. That's What's like that? that's a different commercial. They have you know how they have, like it's when you watch old people channels. Mm-hmm. Actually, not that one because it's about pregnancy. But it's like that's when you know you're watching. Did you get fibromyalgia from and vaginal prolapse? They talk about netting. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you something go wrong prolapse. with your netting from a vaginal prolapse? I think it's when your falls out. Oh. Uh, look, uh, you know, um, I like game shows. <laughs> what do I God. say? So yeah, so I heard about that. 
went off the mat, did it the right way with the doctor. Yeah. Um, It's very slowly, but delved into a deep, dark depression. Um, When you were coming off. When I was coming off, but also summers are hard for me and I was going through a large transition, moving in with my boyfriend, Wayne. Um, How's that going? Going fantastic. Fantastic. In, you know, right when we moved in together, it was really hard. He was working. I was just sitting around waiting for the school year to start. Um, And uh, it was rough. And when you're depressed, you know, you think about, well, I do this. I don't know if everybody does it. You know, it's very important to speak in I statements. Um, I tend to be like, what could this be from? Because everything in my life is very good. So mm-hmm. what, why, why? And so I'm like, is my relationship, not, you know, like trying to think. But now it's just fantastic. Good. I don't want to dwell on that. I was just bringing that up as to say no, that's where you were at. That's at that where time. I was at last time. I'm doing a lot better. I do, and this happened to me when I was in high school also, because summer, as I said, has historically been... I, I thrive with a busy schedule. You're still basically in high school. You just I'm end up just on another school. side of it. I'm on kind of on the other side. Sometimes, somehow, find myself in Wallowing in the muck. Like, the being dragged into the muck and mire of, like... Oh, God. Like, one of my students made out with some boy after school, and then they were talking about it in my classroom. And all I... I mean, I can't... If you're going to talk about your business in my classroom, I will know all of your business. You'll get involved. I can't not. Because I always mm-hmm. feel like, oh, I gotta give her some advice. Mm-hmm. So she, yeah, she made out with some boy. I mean, made out. They were like, just standing up kissing. You know what I mean? This is not you a can, thing to be concerned can, about. You can do all kinds of things standing up. Well, not when you're 14. Kissing. Sure you can. You're too awkward. You don't know what's going on. Um, Best time. Oh, really? When, Did you make out with anybody when you were 14? When, when she doesn't know what's going on. Oh. <laughs> No. Oh, Yoni. Always trying. No, I did not make out with anyone when I was 14. No, neither did I. Yeah. Duh. Only Josiah did. Mm -hmm. Um, Because he had the marching band. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Oh. Uh, There goes that. uh, But what are you going to do? What are you going to do this summer to ensure that it doesn't become another spiral? I have a job. Oh, right. Which is what? I am the. I'm going to be the program assistant. For the summer camp that goes on at the Crucible Industrial Arts Center in West Oakland. What do they do there? So they do um, welding, glass blowing, uh, uh, you know, those are the only two things I know what they're called. Sounds like some hippie shit. It's, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, this is like Burning Man training. You know what I mean? Like here's Is that what, what it is for high school kids? <laughs> it's, it's Burning Man Junior. No, mm-hmm. it's for middle school and high school kids. Actually, I think they have little kids, too. It's like 8 little through 16. Little wheeling torches. And right, fucking... and like dancing around <laughs> yeah. with hula hoops. No, it's, uh, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. I don't even know what half of it is. But you can make jewelry, like, in the fire. You have mm-hmm. to be a certain age to do the more dangerous things that involve... The blow torches. Open flame, right. But, uh... Yeah, so I don't really know that side of it. Mm-hmm. I will learn, which I'm pretty excited about. I also get a free class in addition to getting paid. Are you just there to make sure the kids behave? I am kind of. I would compare myself to the vice principal. So I'm there to make sure the kids behave. I'm also there to deal with parent concerns. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm, it's my expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am there because most of the people teaching the classes are actually artists. So they don't know shit about teaching. Possibly. They possibly don't. Mm-hmm. So I have to like help them. And if I see, you know, I have to coach them. Mm-hmm. So I have to be an instructor, which is great. I'm really excited. It's going to be a really good experience for when I do become an administrator. Because, you know, I have to like, which I already do. I'm pretty good at managing adults. And you're just about to get your credentials to be an administrator. Correct. I will have my credentials in June. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah. So, and I talked to the principal, you know. She said she's had this conversation with a couple of other teachers who also have their admin credentials. You know, things will be shuffling around. She already had Oh, that's me. a vague statement. That's a vague, tantalizing well, statement. Well, I have not been... This is my fourth year at the school. Mm-hmm. I am not first in line. Right. Um, You're not tenure. I think I am. I don't You're know. You're not tenure 12. I'm not... <laughs> um, but... That's a real pop-up joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, anyway, she really likes me. She already had me on the list for her instructional team that she's developing for next year. So she sees the me short, as a leader. The short bus list. The short bus. Well, no, that's more literal about what right. I do. Um, no, my kids don't take the short bus because it gets them to school late. Isn't that mm. messed up? Really? Yeah, the short bus always either gets them there late or that picks them up before sixth period. You cannot take the short bus unless you're not... Working towards a diploma, pretty hmm. much. Which makes sense, because my kids, I'm also like, no, get off that show. I had one kid who was taking it his freshman year. I didn't even know about it. He was like, they can pick me up. And I'm like, no. Like, figure it out. Take the bus. You're trying to go to college. Hmm. Get yourself Will here. they get teased if they ride the short bus, too? Is that still, I don't think anybody really sees. My school's too big for that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we went on lockdown today. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So we went on lockdown this morning. I, so first of all, school starts at 8.30. Mm-hmm. Just give some background for our listeners. Um, I, you know, I don't have a first period or a second period or a third period. You're on menopause? I'm on... <laughs> Turn your phone off. That wasn't my phone. Yeah. I thought you just farted. I did not fart. That was somebody's phone. My phone is on silent. That must be my phone. We'll go grab it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, maybe Wooji farted. I like to blame it on Wooji when I fart really loud because she's so small. She's a cat. Anyway, so we went on lockdown. So I show up. School starts at 8.30. I, like, generally get there by 8.35, right? Just Mm -hmm. like when I was in high school. Right. So I roll in on my bike. They lock the gates at, like, 8.35, 8.40. But you don't... Why do you go so early if you don't have a first or second period? My main stuff is not what I teach during my classes. So I have to go into other people's classes. So you're you're pushing at that point. I'm pushing in or I'm in my room checking my emails, writing paperwork, talking to parents on the phone, Mm -hmm. or if a kid's having a really bad day, they'll just pop in. Mm -hmm. And I always tell them, like, if I'm not here, because I do go into classes, sometimes first period I do. Um, But it's not, like, a constant thing. You know, just wait on the porch because I'm portable. And pace around or whatever. So I roll my bike in at like 8.31. I feel really good because I hear the bell ringing. You, you ride your bike every day? Um, I ride my bike if, unless it is inclement weather mm-hmm. or I have something to do right after school or if I just wake up too late and it's just not yeah. Yeah. okay. Um, or if I'm sick or something. But I, I try to ride it. So... I ride my bike in, it, I hear a bell ring, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, on time. And then the teacher next door to me, because I ride right into the portables, and the teacher next door to me goes, Miss Wolf, we're on lockdown! And so I'm like, okay. 
So I ride up to my room and like put my bike in and uh-huh. I open my door. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to have your door open for like 15, 20 seconds. Any kid who's out in the, out in the hall or like this the, is a lockdown procedure. Yes. The hallway or the, you know, street, if you're in like whatever you call it, a little outside area. And I'm just like, get in here. And kids are like running to get in rooms and like, you know, laughing and whatever, trying to hold their croissants. And uh, so I had these three kids, one of whom I haven't billed, one of whom is in class with her, and then some senior who was just like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, just hella annoyed. Um, and they just keep coming on the announcements, like, uh, we're still on lockdown, so... What does that mean? Somebody has a gun? What that means is any number of things. So we have been on lockdown for three times since I've been there, in okay. four years, Every time that we've been on lockdown, and I think there's never been an internal situation. So we're right on Broadway. So every time, it's something happening around the school. So Mm. what happened this morning that I found out, they didn't even tell the kids, which is really annoying. I hate, I'm all about transparency. They're Mm -hmm. teenagers. Like, come on. So somebody got shot down on MacArthur and Broadway. They thought they might have run up Broadway. Mm -hmm. So we had to go on lockdown until they knew that he didn't. Right. The first year I was there, somebody robbed the bank up by the Safeway and oh, wow. ran down and like ran over and they thought they went into my school. The B of A or the Wells Fargo? I don't remember. Okay. I think it would be of A. Um, probably unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm. Who, I don't, like, do people rob banks? I don't know. I didn't even know that happened. It's probably just Jesse some James. Like, schizophrenic dude. No, I mean currently though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but, so yeah, that's all. And then they lifted the lockdown and everybody went to class. That was pretty much it. Um, what was the other time? And the other time somebody got shot on Shafter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Why is Shafter, like, such a nice-looking street, but people get shot on it? Shafter is a nice street. People get shot anywhere, Yoni. And there was that one time where they fucking lit a lady on fire or something like that. Crazy shit. Whoa, I don't remember on that. Shafter. That was, like, ten years ago. Crazy shit happened on Shafter. high school kids. Because there's, like, hella schools right there. Yeah. Teenagers are crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's never anything, like, on our school. But. So what's your future plans in life? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real smooth transition. No, I'm uh, just curious because, like, yeah. you get, you're about to get your credential. Right. No, I, I'm, you know, I'm really, I'm really not sure. So it's like, there's so many ways it could go where... If I get an admin job out here, you know, I'm getting, everybody knows me at my school. I'm a well-respected community member. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand how that's true, but. It's very true. You would be surprised. Uh, yeah, it's pretty weird. But, you know, the kids really like me. Mm-hmm. I am successful in what I do. The, the principal doesn't hear from parents. Which is good. From your parents saying that mm-hmm. that you're not a good teacher or some shit? Um, so the... Did you take care of things with by yourself? I take care of it. They don't know when so those around So with the Asperger's you. parents, they're pretty high need. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, that's a big part of that job. Is high need the same as low thigh? Low thigh? What, what? Is this a failed Just pun? Dumb fucking puns. Sorry. I don't even get it. High knee, low thigh. High knee, low thigh. 
But those aren't even sayings. Uh, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'll stop. Uh, but, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I want to get married and have babies. That's coming up. Is that coming up? You and Wayne have discussed? Oh, yes. We have discussed. I think we had discussed in this by the time mm-hmm. last one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he... he but, but you're all, you're both still on board. We're very on board. Mm-hmm. We're very on board. You know, I keep telling him he needs to put a ring on it. Does he... he why is he... He said... He wants to get engaged the year before... So... He, so you're engaged for a year before you're married. Right. And he he doesn't want to get engaged until he's done with his classes and he starts clinical. So he starts clinical, he won't have study. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be different. His timing will be, his schedule will be different. That's what he says. Um, I say, why not just do it? Right. Do you feel that way too? Kind or is it? Of. Or do you want to do a big wedding with a lot of work? You know, I don't know. I want to do a big wedding without a lot of work. Like, mm-hmm. is that, or money? Like, I have a lot of people who I want to be there. Father of the Bride. The movie? Supposed to, no, I'm saying Father of the Bride is supposed to pay for it all. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll see. We'll see about that one. Uh, no, Mom and Dad would help out, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But we're also older. Like. Right. That was when people got married when they were like 20. Right. We have our own money now. No. Or we don't. Theoretically, we we're supposed we to. Um, so, I don't know. You know, and I don't know where I want to get married. If I want to get married out here in Cincinnati or somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know any of it. Destination wedding. That's what Hillary says. Um, but I, I don't know. But that's so expensive. Mm-hmm. You're all about it. Uh, yeah, I would do it. Well, you'd have, you're my brother. Like, you yeah. would be. Yeah, I mean. You'd be forced to do it. You want a lot of people there, though. It's not that I want a lot of people there. It's just like, I just, I just have so many friends. Uh, but I mean, you can't forget Wayne's family who's in Jersey, so. Right. No, I know. I, that's exactly, and our family, you know, nobody's in the same place. So mm-hmm. people are traveling, so maybe a destination wedding is the way. I don't know. All I know is what kind of dress I want. Think about how dope that would be, though. It would be everybody's in it. Everybody's extremely in the, get a big dope. block block of hotel rooms or whatever. You get a whole resort area. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But so would so many things I can't afford. You know, like yeah. so would just having a beach house or not well, having student loans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those things would be great too. No, I, I don't know. It's possible. And then you know, having kids. I want a loud house. I don't think you're going to have any trouble getting that. No, I won't. I want to have... This is what I want to have when I get home from work. I want a couple kids and, like, two big dogs and Wayne. To come greet you. Come greet me. All of them. Yep. That's what I want. That sounds nice. Yeah. I want it to be loud and full of people Mm -hmm. and love. I feel like I might want four kids. You know, two, really. But then, who knows? Now, are you thinking that... Not three. Three's the worst. Because one gets left out? There's all this research that's like, yeah. Really? They say three's bad? They say two or four is better than three. It's easier. Yeah. Well, and they entertain each other Mm -hmm. more easily. But if you have four, you have to get a whole... Four's a lot. Big car. You can't... Four's a lot of kids. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm probably too old to have four kids because I'd have to like. Two two's a good amount. Two's a good amount. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see how I feel once I have them. Like mm-hmm. that's the other thing. Yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna be through the whole thing. I have to have a baby. Right. To do the whole thing. You're gonna be a good, be a good mother. Oh, I'm gonna be a fantastic mother. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty ready. But thank you. I no, think. And Wayne's so. gonna be a good father. Oh, Wayne's gonna but be kind of a little bit quiet about it. Um. Yeah, but when he like he plays with kids very well. I can see that actually. Um, but he he is you know he's quiet, but only in large groups. That's true. That's true. He opens up once you get one on one with him. Right, and and we have friends with babies. He's very cute with the babies. Mm-hmm. He definitely wants babies. Mm-hmm. He's pretty excited too. So now are and are you thinking about staying? Here for a while, or you? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I want to come to Cincinnati. I want to move to Cincinnati. I want to have a house. Mm-hmm. I want to live close to family. I want to have yeah. my kids close to family. Yeah. But I do like it here, and I do yeah. have a good career setup going here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But really, I mean, I'm not young, but I am young. Like, I could still have plenty of time to set up a career in Cincinnati. Right. And, I mean, it doesn't hurt that you will have had the career you've had here. Mm-hmm. I'm very hireable. Yeah. But I don't even know how, like, the system of Cincinnati Public Schools hiring goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might have to, like, take a job at a charter school or something, which I don't really want to do. Just right, to, like, as opposed to uh If Cincinnati public, public School... Well, the, the hiring is probably a wreck because it's a big <clears> system. And who knows? Bigger than Oakland? No, I don't think so. Probably not. But Oakland's a wreck. Yeah. Like, you, it, it's hard to, I don't know. You just, like, submit an application and it goes into the ether. Mm-hmm. And HR is just, like, right. a toilet bowl. So like, for you, for you, in my mind, it really comes down, down to the interview as well, which I think you'd be good at. Thank you, yeah. But that's not even... That barely even enters into the... Do they even have time for an interview? You know what I mean? Like, okay, so HR in the Oakland Unified School District, they, their hours are from like 8.30 or 9 to 4. Uh Uh-huh. And the population of people that they serve are busy during those hours. Right. Like, they don't even stay till 5. So you got to do everything during work hours, basically. You, yeah, you just while can't you're do anything. Classes. It is such. It is so. You show up and like it's just. It's like the DMV. Right, 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 right. And so I hate bureaucracy shit. Oh, it's awful. That's the problem with education. See, that, 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 that's something that I could never deal with. That you have to deal with on a daily basis. Oh, it's all, well, yeah. not daily, but a fair amount. Yeah. Um, that's. But like, you can also affect that system. I can affect that system very little. Yeah. That system I can affect way less than, like, the goals of my school. Right. And people, I, when, when people are talking about, like, problems with education, the problem with education is bureaucracy. It's that it's run like this. Why is education run like the DMV? Right. Or, like, or, or PG&E? Prison or- well, that's different. I mean, that's also... Those are the two main problems. Just, like, the overall structure, which is, like, pretty much hasn't changed since the Industrial Revolution, you know? And 
and the bureaucratic side of things. And those two things are very connected because it's so big and it's such a web of garbage that you can't change anything. So how would you, if you, in an ideal world, if you could change the public school systems, how would you change it? I mean, I can't even say because it's like there's so many moving factors that there's not right. even an answer. So I would change one thing. I would change is funding formulas. California has the most convoluting fun- funding formula for schools that like. They went from being one of the highest ranked public school states now to being 49th. Oh, wow. So they're 49th in student spending, meaning they spend less than almost every other state, but also like in rankings. Okay. It's just a wreck. Like in rankings means testing? Well, that's the thing. Right. What is Sometimes, right. I think it's the API score, the, the, uh, annual progress index or something like that, which is like this really ridiculous math problem that's like, how many kids, there's so many factors. So how many 10th graders take the first round of the Casey, which is the exit exam, goes into it. Okay. How each of your subsets of students score on the standardized test. Subsets being what? Race? Race, but also... Um, free reduced lunch, you okay, know, socioeconomically so disadvantaged, uh, special ed, English learners, okay. gate, which is the gifted and talented, okay. like all of this stuff. How many, I mean, there's so many, like how many credentialed staff per student, like the ratio, there's just a ton of different things that go into this score. Okay. So, and, and, and you're 49th. California, I believe is 49th. Yeah. Out of 50. I know that, the, yeah. 51. Out of 51. Puerto Rico, I think, Puerto is counted. Rico. Okay. Um, we're definitely 49th in spending. I don't actually remember, but we're, we're at the lowest. We're, like, very bottom of... Who do you think is below? Probably Mississippi. How? But how is that possible for California to be so low and California to be so opulent and forward? Because of the funding formula. So, in that book, it's right over there somewhere... Um, the Principal's Guide to School Budgeting, they talk about it. So California, in order to try to achieve equity, there's all these law cases that I had to read about. I just what do you mean equity? Equity, with equity, equity between basically rural and urban, rich and poor, white and non-white. Okay. Um, more or less. And they're looking for distance. fairness basically with all that. Um, kind of. Fairness is not the word that's used because fairness tends to mean everybody gets the same thing. Okay, equity. Equity is, well, the whole, and this is, we talk about this a lot. Equity is not the same thing as equality. Okay. So equity is getting what you need. Equality is everybody just getting the same thing. Okay. So like, if this school has more socioeconomically, whatever, challenged, I hate that, the terms they use, then they'll get more like, um, of certain kinds of things, you know, I don't even like, um, cause they need more cause yeah. they need more, uh, which is the same thing that goes behind the affirmative action, you know, but less cause affirmative action is not actually, I have very strong opinions about that actually. How do you, what do you feel about affirmative action? I think that People may act like it's a huge deal, and it's not a huge deal. Affirmative action does not mean they're going to pick somebody who's less qualified 
It just means, like, if they're choosing between equally qualified people, they're going to pick the person who's more likely to be discriminated against. I also think that our school system was set up to intentionally keep certain people down, and we can't change that system. Through what, testing and stuff? like the, the Oh, I'm talking before that. Okay. So schools, in terms of tracking and segregating, so you had, and it's not even just racial. Redlining it's, and shit like that. Well, that's, that's the whole city planning. Yeah. You know, every time I listen to your podcast, I want to correct you about stuff. Like, I don't know that You said that much. thing to mom about Christianity, and you're like, because of the Holocaust. And but I was like, but, the but Holocaust! You, but you have to understand the way my brain works. That, that meant a whole lot of other shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? You have to understand. I'm, no, I, I have get a very it. metaphorical brain. It's not... When I, say, I when I say redlining, that means a style of thinking. Yes. So a style of thinking, but even more than... So, like, racially, obviously, that was the most um, uh, visible. But also, like, your parent works in a factory... You go to these classes. Right. And, like, and, I mean, it even goes to the, you know, that for a while, districts were funded solely on property tax in an area, which doesn't make sense. That's a way to ensure that rich kids have better schools. Right. So um, the, the more the property tax, the more funding? Yeah. Okay. Which seems, is, like, actually counterintuitive. Yeah, it seems very counterintuitive. So I, our, you know, it was set up like that. School was, especially college. They were. It was for the elite. Right. The idea of everybody having the opportunity to go to college is, Fair I new. mean, thirty years old. Yeah. And it's also changing what college means because now college is like not even. There's way too many people out there with a bachelor's degree. College doesn't do shit for you. No, it's better to get an AA degree in something really specific or to get a specific certification. Mm-hmm. So. And go you know, straight into that trade. Vocational or yeah. stuff is becoming even more. But that being said, everybody needs to have the option, which right. is the whole thing. So, um, I don't know. It's just such a wreck. I mean, it also. So what else would you do? Let's let's go back to that. Just, there's so many. Okay, so I would change budgeting formulas, which I don't even know that much about right now. I would. You know, it's hard because so much of what what I would do involves changing. Like people, is this like a Miss America type question? Um, yeah, it really is. Um, if I were, um, peace on earth. No, I don't know. I mean, obviously, like quote unquote high stakes testing would be out. I think that there would be less time sitting. Although for me that would have been awful. I loved all the sitting. <laughs> You know, just more time more, being active on more about holistic things. stuff. Yeah. So classes wouldn't be so separated. It would be more in, like integrated. Is this, are you describing Montessori sort of? Um, kind of, but Montessori, in my opinion, is not good for everybody past a certain age. I think it's really good for preschool. More like Montessori knee from sitting in oh Indian God. style too much, okay. or crisscross applesauce. Thank you. If you knew about education, you would know that Indian style. Yeah. Is not used. <laughs> Even in Landon. I didn't hear crisscross applesauce because I was an adult, though. Right? No, me neither. They didn't start using it till till. Uh, I learned it when I was in college. Right. So it's pretty new. Okay. Um, but it has spread. It's right. everywhere now. No, I would as change... As applesauce tends to. As applesauce does tend to. That's true. Maybe that's why they call it that. Because your thighs, like... Oh, stop. <laughs> 
but, you know, okay, so I changed that stuff. I think it should be more, like, localized and less federal. Although, you know, I say that, but then there's some things that I think the federal government needs to be in on. I mean, that's the only way like schools what? have been for, for integrated. Funding? Not necessarily funding. Oh, oh, you're saying for decisions that are decisions. St- that the states are making that are stupid. Right. So, and special ed is all federal law. Okay. So, um, you know, it's hard to say. It, it, I, I think that um, a lot of it, it, I think the whole system of college needs to change, but I don't know as much about that. A lot of it is like... Kids need to be taught more personal responsibility, too. Like, I see a lot of parents who just want schools to do everything, and you just can't run a successful school that way. I think teachers need to... I think the specific subjects shouldn't be treated as that important in high school. I think you need to be able to read really well and write pretty well, and you need to be able to do math so that you can live. But you don't have to know shit about history and stuff if like that? If you can read really well and you learn things in a holistic way, then you know shit about history the same way that adults do. Although just, some adults just clean don't. clean it. You just... Or you you read about it because it's part of something larger that you're learning. Right. Or you listen to podcasts. Or you listen to podcasts. You don't need to like... I mean, the way it is now is like you go to... English class for for 57 minutes. Yeah. Then you go to history class for 57 minutes. Then you go to biology for 57 minutes. You know, like, everything should be... Inter- and you can so easily integrate it all. So, like, kids are learning about the Holocaust, which they do... My school does with the English and history curriculum, which is very good. So they read night. They learn about the Holocaust. They could very easily then, like, take science, too. Like... How did those bodies decompose? Ew. Biology. I wasn't thinking, well, they, Yoni, let's think about the Holocaust. Yes. They burnt the bodies. Right, oh, right, the, yeah, right, okay, right, right, the right, ovens. right. Um, no, about, I mean, there was so much genetic weird stuff being learned during that time period. Right. Like, you could talk about how Hitler did the measured skull sizes, and, like, you talk about, you know, I mean, eugenics. there's just eugenics and current conversations that require you to then find out stuff. It doesn't make any sense, especially for a teenager, to be like, here's a Punnett square. Fill this out with the dominant and recessive traits. Like, how is a person supposed to remember that? That doesn't make any sense. Right. You're not, even if you learn so you it. Would, you would reorder the whole curriculum. Though, I think everything would have to change. I also think that nobody should be learning a foreign language in high school unless they started when they were really little. It is the worst. Because they because they don't even remember it ever out of high school? Nobody remembers it. The whole, Okay, so when you're a teenager, and obviously I know more about te- the high school. I don't know as much about elementary school. When you're a teenager, you, you're the number one factor in learning for a teenager is motivation. It is not the level of teaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, those things have a huge effect. Um... But it is motivation. If you want to learn about something, you will. And if mm-hmm. you don't, then you won't. Like, right. that's just it. Because that's your whole brain is about me, 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 me. So nobody wants to learn a foreign language. They don't feel like it's important. Nobody? I mean, don't some of them? There's very few kids who are like, So it's yeah. an option. So you should, you should have it as an option. 
I don't think you should have it as like an enrichment thing. I think maybe have it as I think it should just be something you learn when you're a little kid. So so require maybe require elementary schools to be to have a, yeah, to have just, a language. Not even kids, just to have a language. Elementary but school, like, you learn languages so easily. I mean, think about Spanish. No, you do. I know. That's that's well. That's why it's better. It's also that when you're a teenager, you're so distracted by everything else that's going on in your brain, which has. I mean, I think honestly, I guess the whole thing that I'm saying is, I think the curriculum, in addition to the bureaucratic stuff, Wooji. He's ripping at the carpet because we're not giving him enough attention. Son of a bitch. I know. Daughter of a bitch. Um, Wooji, no. Okay. She stopped. Now she's going to pee on Dave's suitcase. Wooji, it's okay. So, okay. So the bureaucratic stuff, funding, that has to change. But then I think we need to restructure school completely around what we, what we now know about development. Like About brain development? Brain development. Okay. So everything, we, like, we've been working under the assumption that teenagers are little adults, or like, are like, pretty much adults, just figuring it out. Mm -hmm. But they're not at all. They're totally, it's a whole different thing. They're so focused on themselves. The more important thing they need to be learning is they need to learn how to learn. They need to learn how to set goals, how to be motivated, like... They need to learn how to interact with other people. There's all these things called the 21st century skills. Hi, Wayne. Ladies and gentlemen, Wayne Fontaine. Wayne Fontaine is home. We're doing a podcast. Do you want to come say hi? So you were saying about brain development. Oh, teenagers. Right. So the the more important... So the 21st century skills, that's where I'm going, is um, like collaboration, Grit is what everybody's calling it. What's grit? Resiliency. Okay. So if you fail a test, keep working. Okay. If you don't get what you want, keep trying. Keep, you know, like, just the ability to keep going. Okay. All of those things are more important, like being able to communicate, cross-cultural communication. All of those things are way more important than... Than any... Like, than the periodic table. Because you have to have that stuff before you're going to remember any of it. So what? You, you're saying that people shouldn't learn all that uh, specialized shit until college? I think you should learn the basics of a lot of it. But it should be in a different way to where that stuff is a vehicle, kind of. For the other stuff. So I mean, you don't think you're, you're, you think this way because you're bent... Is towards you, you know, you, and the social emotional learning, social emotional learning stuff. I mean, I think since you since you deal in Asperger's kids, right? For people I think, that might have forgotten, right? Um, I think, I mean, absolutely, but at the same time, and I think the information is important. I think there needs to just be a lot more reading in general, and less. I don't know, but you don't think reading's passe now that the internet? You read on the internet, right? I'm talking, you need to be able to figure out information. That's the other thing. I think the world has changed so much that you need to, like, teach kids how to filter information and how to learn stuff. Right. I mean, that's the main thing. What do you remember from high school chemistry? Um. Miss Chow yelling at you. Oh, you dumb dumb. Right. <laughs> right. Jo- Jonathan, you dumb dumb. Right. That's, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I remember Spanish because I started when I was little. I have teachers... This is just an example. Who think, I mean, at my school, who think their class is the most important thing this kid is doing this year. Right. And it's like, 
Perfect example. I have a kid who is selectively mute. Okay. He will not talk to people until he is super comfortable with them. That's his prerogative. And he'll be like, he has his hand over his mouth like, um, I stayed up till 2 a.m. playing Pokemon. Like, he'll just come say that to me. And I'm like. Asperger's kid. Uh, technically doesn't have Asperger's. He has a lot of emotional trauma, I think. But, so he doesn't talk. Like, this is a problem, obviously. The Spanish teacher comes to me and is like, he won't even do his oral assignments. How am I possibly going to And I'm like, well, let's work out a different way to do it. It's in his IEP. You know, like I'll give him a tape recorder. Maybe he'll do it at home. And she's like, I've never even heard him speak Spanish. What if he needs to ask somebody something in Spanish someday? And I'm like, what back up. What if he needs to ask somebody anything someday? Right. In English. And right. And do you think 90% of the kids in your class legitimately know how to say, no, have you heard of Google translate? Right. The old bag. So, so, so you would say, get, get more teach teach kids how to utilize, because nowadays it's really you can figure anything out with technology in the palm of your hand. Yeah. So it's like teach kids how to utilize that. How do you? But how also, to filter information. It's. But people will be against that because of the way that we're judged on education. So, like in all these science and math tests, right. like these students are scoring higher than these students, and it's like. Do we really need all of our kids to take calculus? No. I don't remember any of any of that. Right. Like, kids will be like, will you help me with my math? And I'm like, are you above algebra? Right. Are you, are you in the second semester of algebra? Nope. Yeah. Like, and I, that does not, you know what we don't teach kids? We don't teach them how to balance a checkbook. We don't teach them how to make a budget. Life skills. We don't there teach you go. them how taxes come out. You know what? That I agree. Like, there, like there's nothing. I mean, like there must that. be like an economics class. I never they took take, that. It wasn't a requirement. It's in California. Seniors take a semester of government and a semester of economics. But the economics class, I think that stuff's really important. That's so important. I but, never learned how to. I had to figure that out myself. You I think know? it's so important. But their economics class is more like this is socialism. This is capitalism. Yeah. This is kind of the way. The stock market works. They should also have, I think, I mean, they should also have a, a teacher, a math teacher at my school who's really good, started a, um, like, algebra for life, basically. It's an advanced math class. It's like, how do you live you know, in the, the world? You the, know, the, the, the checkbook, the, the bank accounts, um, investing money. None of that. You know, like, yeah. stuff stuff that becomes really important we when don't you're know an any adult. We don't um, you know, the only just your, teacher, your budget in general. The only teacher who tried to teach me that was Mr. Lucky. Yeah. Tried to have us do like stock market stuff in history class because okay. we were talking about the Great Depression or yeah. something. I never learned that. Yeah. You learn stuff that's so useless. And then Most kids the time, say yeah. that and yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of useless. Like, I think you should learn about the modern world. So you should learn about current events. And through that, why are these current events happening? Well, let's look back at, you know. Yeah. Because you don't learn, nothing's connected. And that's the new push in education is like it's inter- connectedness. integrated learning. Yeah. So having all teachers of the same age talk to each other and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But it doesn't happen across the board. And we have such a fragmented system. I don't know. And then maybe if you want, you can pursue other classes or other, you know, like have higher level things. But But have them be... Um, uh, optional kind of thing? Maybe optional, but open to anyone. I mean, because that's the problem, is optional turns into elite. Why elite? You mean just, just for gate students or something like that? It, uh, yeah, so like if you look at AP classes, right. that's what happens. At my school, it's a big problem. Big problem because what? Because, I mean, shouldn't, aren't APs 
to to their advanced placement. I mean, aren't they for kids who are smarter? But smarter is not. It's not about smarter. So it becomes socioeconomic and racial. Yes. Okay. Because it's not. It doesn't become. Because smarter in what way, right? So smarter in the way of that they've learned how to do school and that they have a quiet enough home to do homework for six hours. Right. It's they know how to apply. Like, they just know what an AP class is. Right. It's, but those are also the kids that, I mean, if, if you're talking about, just to play devil's advocate, if you're talking uh-huh. about education and the way education is, those are also the kids that are going to excel in college. So that's, But that's part of the problem. Right. So, so you got, you're talking about you'd have to change the system from, from the top no, down. No, you have to give the kids who don't, you know, um, uh, statistically excel in college the opportunity for all this stuff. So there's all this I did, this was my equity project this year was on APs and there's all this data about how kids who take AP classes, even if they score a one or two on the AP test are more likely to succeed in college because they've had the experience. They've seen behind the veil. Yes, exactly. Beyond the pale. Exactly. I was going to say think outside the bun. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the, I mean, they're used to the pace because I actually was reading an article from New York Times today about there's a huge gap in who succeeds in college from like the richest and the poorest and even across the same exact SAT scores. Like these kids just won't because they're not used to the amount of rigor. A lot of times people don't push all kids. That's another big problem. So like... Oh, I know that you know you you have a lot of real life problems. So I'm just it's okay. Whatever right. you turn in, it's okay. And you can't do that. And that happens. That's a huge shocker for kids in ninth grade too, because middle schools are like, oh, you tried, you turned everything once you, in. And once you get to high school, they do. They are a little more. My school is very um, rigorous. A little harder edge. Yeah, which is also why colleges look at different schools different. Mm-hmm. You know, my school, like McClyman's, it's so easy. You go to class, you turn things in. I mean, there have been... My first year teaching... Yes, Luigi? She's not even close to you. I don't know what she's doing. My first year teaching, they were talking about how the school they had... The, the valedictorian from several years back was, like, pretty much functionally illiterate. Okay. Like, her writing was... All, you know? Just, like, but she did stuff. Yeah, you can be illiterate and still be smart and still do shit. Right, but that doesn't mean that you should be the valedictorian. Like you still I mean, have to put why the effort not? in. If you're if you're if you're really good, if but it's you, about if, academia. Right, but but illiterate means I mean, you can't to be, read and to write. Be, to be valedictorian, I assume she was good good at school. Figured she, it out. She was good at. She did all her work and tried. Right. It wasn't that her work was good. But which, she was touched. If she got the top GPA, isn't that what valedictorian school, is? Yeah, but that's but what I'm saying is like she only got the top GPA because it's like oh you turned it in on time. I see. Right, not like oh you did a good job. Yeah, you can still be smart, but it doesn't mean that you're producing things that show that you're smart. You know. I I I think I think you don't need to be such a good reader if you're a good listener. You know what I mean? Like I disagree so hard. But you can. But like I think there are ways. There are ways. There are ways. I mean, and there's accommodations. You, you know, can like get I, and stuff. I like we know about me. I have poor visual learning skills. And but you read what reading? I can still read, of course. But so, I'm saying some people cannot. Can <laughs> some people can't, but but are still really you know, I don't know. No, you can be really smart if you don't read a lot, but. 
I mean, maybe that's another thing. Our education system is super tilted towards that, which is why in third grade, it's when so many kids fall behind. because when you stop, that's you stop learning to read. You start reading to learn. Right. So it's hard to... And if you never learn to read because... Then you're screwed. Your brain doesn't work that way. Or because of mu- so many other factors. Sure, sure. Because you were deemed a behavior problem. Right. That's, I mean, that's, there's just some... I mean, yeah, so developmentally, it's... There's all this stuff going on about how boys are doing so poorly in school. Be- and it's true. I mean... Because of what... I think it's developmental, like boy. Obviously, not across the board. I mean, boys are idiots, right? Right. Yeah. Boys are just dumber. Right. I'm finally at a point at 35 where I'm on the level with 19 year old girls. Yeah. That's why it's working out oh, for me. Yeah. Is that it working way. out? But <laughs> you know, but only finally am I now at a mature. I always level. tell kids that. No, they boys have a lot more trouble sitting still for long periods of time. Right. In general, and. They get sent out of class so much more. I mean, and it's even worse. I mean, the discipline rates racially are, like, a black preschooler is, like, five times more likely to get suspended than a white preschooler. Now, why is that? Oh, I think it's tons of reasons. I think it's, um, a lot of what I see at my age level is, uh, subconscious bias, unconscious bias so by by the administrators by the teachers Teachers. no no by the teachers i mean and administrators that's what i meant i meant yeah just the The, uh, yeah adults right so it's um i expect everybody to act the way that i assume is an appropriate way to act so i see and they're and they're white teachers that don't take into account black cultural differences yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or any, I mean, any cultural differences. The vast majority of people who are teaching are white women. Right. I mean, there's also, you know, the media. Sex depraved. Um, <laughs> vest wearing. Yeah. No, the, the media portrays large black and brown men in a very specific way. Um, I read this thing written by this kid who that was they, talking You're saying about, they take that into account? Not, when they're dealing with a five-year-old? Not consciously. Yeah. Well, third grade is when the big difference happens, and kids start getting a lot bigger in third grade. Right. And they stop just being like, oh, they're so... Even during slavery times, people are like, oh, their little babies are so cute. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So they start getting bigger. I don't think people purposefully take that into account. I think that just like... there. So I was reading this thing. It was Start becoming sexually active. Maybe, if they're lucky, you know what I'm saying? Um, What's third, third grade? You're like seven? No, you're nine. Oh, I was talking about, wait, yeah, whatever. Oh, the sex depraved teacher. But, uh, no, I was reading this thing by this kid who said it was like a um, somebody that's a kid telling a story, and he was talking about how he was leaving school late after practice, and this white lady English teacher was walking. And she started running. And then he started following her because he thought she was in trouble. And then she starts yelling help. And he was like, oh, she's running from me. (laughs) And that happened. Like, I see the way teachers talk to kids. And kids are very intuitive. Would that happen in your school? No, no, that wasn't my school. That was a school in East Oakland. Okay. But, like, kids are very intuitive. I can see when a teacher 
doesn't feel comfortable with a kid. Mm -hmm. And a kid can see. And if after, I mean, if you think about after, you know, years of being a kid and just teachers feeling like, no, these people don't care about me. They're scared of me. Or they just don't think I can do it. You start acting up. And you start talking back. So, for example, I have a kid in my build class who I found out mid-year is getting in trouble in all of his other classes. And I was like, what? He seems like a good kid to you. I love this kid. Okay, he's a little annoying and he talks constantly. Yeah. But, like, if I ever call him out on it, he's like, oh, sorry, Miss Wolf. And just, you know, I mean. He's just a talkative kid. He's a really talkative kid. He, that's another cultural thing. I remember getting in trouble for that. Mm -hmm. Like, you just talk. You talk. When other people are talking, you can talk. Like, you right. just talk, and people talk, and you listen, and you talk, and it's okay. And this kid is just constantly talking. And I always have to remind him, like, six times in a class. And he's always like, sorry, Miss Wolf. And he's very nice, and he brings his attention back. And uh, he's very, I really like him. I had no idea that so he was, he's getting like, in trouble in other classes. He's getting sent out. He's getting in trouble. Yeah. And right, For doing what? Um, what they perceive as... Well, no, it's a lot of it is he's being really awful and disrespectful because he feels that they are disrespectful to him and that they don't care about him. I see. So he snaps at them. But he likes you. Oh, he loves me. He's like, oh, you flat ironed your hair. I love it. I think he might be gay too, but Mm -hmm. that's beside the point. But he's just like, he loves me. He's always telling me my outfits are cute. He, like, comes in my room in the middle of other class periods and is like, what are you doing? And I'm like, um, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> like, so uh, kids can tell when you don't give a crap and when right. you do. Right. And kids will say to me, like. She hates me. She hates me. Or like, oh, yeah, she sends all the black kids out. Like, kids right. notice that. Right. It's very obvious. Of course they notice that. Yeah. And, I mean, I notice that. Yeah. And, mo- I mean, okay, we're, I'm in Oakland. No teacher is like, well, I, you know, I think white people are just the best. Like nobody, everybody there is like, I think all people should be treated equally. And, you know, discrimination is such a shame. Of course. But it's a lot, it's biases. It's, it's un, it's just like, you just, unconscious shit, unconscious shit that you can work on, but you have to admit it's an issue. Right. And it's a lot of like white liberal women who were like, oh, well, I signed a petition and, you know, like, really, I voted for Obama. How do you, how do you, why do you feel like you don't have that? Because we went to black elementary school. I think I'm younger. Right. I think I didn't grow up in an isolated environment. Right. I mean, I had black friends when I was, I mean, that is, I'm sure there are some teachers who have never really spent close time with a black person outside of their classroom. I see. Yeah. And that's, let alone... So even if they have liberal feelings, they still are weird. You know, even if it's unconscious. Yeah. I mean, let alone someone whose parents were raised in another country. Right. And I know that I have biases against, like, like peop- Asian kids with parents who don't speak English. So and I really work on how, not. You don't know how to how That to I don't know how to interact. Yeah. And I feel like I'm always too loud. And, like, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing. Age 35. <laughs> no, I asked this kid the other day. I was like, do you, do you, should I send this home in Chinese or in English? Because his parents do not speak English. Okay. Like, I can't even call them on the phone. And um, he's like, he's like um, English. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know, he like, can, feeling he can like translate it. That's probably what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. That he'll translate it. But, I mean, luckily, 
the population that I feel I do find, I do because I pay so much attention to it that I feel like I'm biased against. I'm not get, they're not getting in trouble. It's not that kind of thing. It's more of just like, they're probably not getting in my Asperger's program. The very few kids that fall into that probably aren't getting the same level of service because I don't, I can't communicate with the family. Right. And I don't know what to do. And I don't know. But you're at least hyper aware of it. Like, as opposed to these teachers who, who are. Being aware of it makes all the difference. Exactly. But that's, but you have to also understand that's your bent. Like, you are right. this social, whatever the fuck right. you called it, person, you know. Um, ENFJ. And ENFJ. But I, I meant your, your, your job My at position. school. Yeah, 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 your position. No, um, it's true. Social emotional learning. Social SEL. emotional learning. So, so you're already going to be way more aware of that yeah. than some, some uh, you know, a fucking 65-year-old virgin woman. There's a lot of button-down, you know, vest. Denim vest. Denim vest. Um, yeah, it, and I notice it. I see it. Like, sometimes I'll talk to a kid and I'll be like, well, sounds like you overreacted. But sometimes I do see teachers doing this. And you Absolutely. Can, you can generally pick the teacher out by her easy spirits or her, her uh, hush puppies. <laughs> her, uh, what are those um, clogs that mom wears? <laughs> Skechers. The, uh, the uh, Crocs? Uh, no, the uh, da- da- Danslows or something I don't like know. That. I don't know. Um, that's going to drive me crazy. Her Birkenstocks. Yeah, I mean, and it, yeah, like I said, it's not everybody, but it is, it's, it, I don't know, it's weird. It's like... It's this, like, do-gooder feeling of, like, well, why should, you know, I'm working so hard to help these poor kids. Yeah. And my, I had a student in Build, it's my entrepreneurship class, um, say, they had their big competition yesterday for the listeners. Their big citywide business plan competition. And this one, la- this one girl goes, are the judges told that they have to say really nice stuff to us? Because that one judge was like, you guys are so great, and it's so great. And I was like, um, I think a lot of them are just... And I was like, I don't think they're told that specifically. I think, you know, they say, like, look, they know you're freshmen in high school, so, you know, they're proud. Right. But really, and I didn't say this, I almost said this to the kid, and then I was like, she might find this, like, offensive, and I don't want her to think of herself like this. Is that a lot of those judges are, like, corporate people who are like... These sweet, you know, disadvantaged kids mm-hmm. doing their little business. And it's, like, so insulting. Yeah. And it's, like, it's the same basic idea of, like, missionaries, you know, like, we're going to go save all the souls of the heathens. Right, right. And I mean, it's not to that level, but it's, sure. like, the same, the white savior right. kind of a thing. So and I, the judges are, are are pulled in from corporate yeah, places. They're like, like yeah. the CEO of something. Yeah. And not I mean some of them like the president of Laney College was there. Was, yeah. She was black and a pretty normal person, but like, you know, a lot of them are just the vice president of personnel at Charles Schwab. Right, all this kind of stuff and like companies right. they never even heard of. And they're right. like, We wanna thank the judges. I don't know, it's I don't know. It's weird. And and seeing so much of the school function like that. It's like things escalate really quickly too. Yeah. Cause that's what happens. A teacher says something. I mean, so many teachers, Oh man, are just so, they have no idea where the kids are coming from. I had this teacher, this girl, this freshman in build told me that her teacher, she gave some homework assignment and the girl went up to the teacher after class. Very appropriate. I know this girl and she's super sweet. She's never rude. And she was like, um, 
I don't have a computer at home. How do you think I should do the homework? And the teacher goes, you don't have a computer at home? It's 2014. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, and I've since found out that this girl is effectively homeless. Like, her right. her family and her are crashing at different family members, like, exter- right. you know, extended right. family's houses. Like, what? Yeah. And that's the other thing is teachers. Maybe she could just do it on her iPhone, though. Right. She probably could. No, it's true. I think she has a five. Um, that's the craziest part. That so many teachers don't really like. They don't get that they're working with teenagers. Like I see teachers get into these like power battles. Yeah. Or just like. Right, but it's a kid whose brain is not. This is a kid. You were dealing with a kid. You have to like, which changed my whole perspective. Like my my first year teaching build. Right, I had like well, I had a crazy class. Yeah. And I would just be like yeah, and be yelling and like pay attention. And now like if I want the class's attention, granted. They all love me this yeah. year, so it's really good. But if I have classes, if I want their attention, I just stand there and I go, I need everybody to look at me. I need you to look up here. And I'll just say the same thing over and over quietly. really quietly. And then I'll, like, sigh and roll my eyes. And they'll be like, she's getting mad. She's getting mad. You know, but, like, I never freak out. Yeah. And I always want I think what? that's important. It's, it's, that, it is. it's that Caesar uh, Milan shit. It is. And one, one time, I did yell at them. I was like, you guys are being so annoying. And the phone was ringing. And I was like, be quiet. Hello. And yeah. they just started cracking up. They thought it was like the funniest yeah. thing. Um, the other thing is when I yell at kids, they know it's like a parent. Like, they know it's because I really love them. Right. And they're like, and they feel bad. Oh, my God. This girl who was in the final, the, the group that got the furthest yesterday in the final competition, she was like, if we don't win first place, are you going to be mad at us? Oh, no. I know. And I was like, oh, my God. No. I realized I've been talking a lot. Like, yeah. we've won two years in a row. Fuck this shit. We got them. Right. And I'm like, we have to beat the charter schools. Right, like, right. I make such a big deal out of it to be, like, motivational. And then, so today I had to do this whole thing where I was like, I'm so proud of you guys. Come and to I Jesus said, moment. right. No, come to Jesus moments when they've been real mean. bad. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, like, we need to we need to talk. I see, I see. No, this was just like, you know, it was like, this was more of a hippy-dippy. Okay. I was like, you know, you guys were all there, and we sat together, and you were cheering your classmates, and that makes me more proud than winning. Right, right. Like, which is true. I feel so good about it. My class is like, they're so close. But some part of you feels gutted that you, that you lost. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> now they got third. I mean, whatever. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, look, I, I think that that's good. It's good I got to go say hi to Wayne. Okay. You got to go say hi to Wayne. I got to say hi to Wayne. And uh, we're going to have a little evening here. I don't know what we're going to do. Something mellow. Chill it on out. Chill here, it on out. Here at Becky and Wayne's. Chill it on out. Apartment <laughs> at, uh, what's the address? Um, <laughs> just say MLK. Somewhere in Oakland. Somewhere Temescal. I live in, in Temescal. Well, Oakland, yes. All right. Say bye to the people, Beck. This, bye, people. This is Becky number two. Almost three, say- really. Yeah, we're gonna have a third one. No, I'm saying Wait, this is kind of three. Cause oh, because I was with Josiah. Inside. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Do you know what that's from? I don't know. George Burns. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all. Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com at Yoni Wolf on Twitter, uh, at Yoni Wolf, Instagram, Finstagram, diggablegiblets.org, ornerycrackers.biz, funboywonderland.tickle. Wow, that sounded disturbed. 
And uh, yeah, you can you can donate to me on the Wandering Wolf Podcast at gmail.com from PayPal. Uh, you can buy my rap tape if you haven't already uh, at yoniwolf.bandcamp.com. These are all places where you can find me on the internet. I'm there. I'm out there. Deep. Uh, other than that, I want you guys to have a great week. I'll be back next week with something. I don't even know what yet. I got to record a new podcast. So uh, I'll I'll find somebody interesting to talk to, though. Uh, Take care, y'all. May the force be... Keep wandering. 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 Okay. Chill it on now.